Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Enterprising Gen Z podcast, the weekly show where we talk to some of the most talented founders and industry professionals to share their entrepreneurial journeys. The EGZ podcast is hosted by me, Sam Watson. I'm an 18-year-old entrepreneur from North London, and on today's show I'm talking to Tom Jauncey, the founder of Nautilus Marketing, an award-winning digital marketing agency based in London. He's also the host of the Naughty Nerds podcast, a show all about business and marketing. I spoke to Tom about the importance of digital marketing, how Tom started his business, and the best way for businesses to approach digital marketing. We also discussed my latest article on my website, which is www.egzpod.com, about why I think Facebook is a dying platform. I hope you enjoy. Hi Tom, how are you? I'm all good, thank you buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, So I think for the listeners, the first thing you should do is just let you introduce yourself a bit. Of course. So my name is Tom Jauncey. I own Nautilus Marketing. We're a full service digital marketing agency in London and uh, I'm 23. Nice. So um, first thing I want to know is what is Nautilus Marketing? Like what do you do? Kind of all that stuff. Yeah, so we're pretty much a full service agency. So full service digital marketing agency. We do everything from graphic design through to development, websites and apps. Uh, hosting for websites, website maintenance, and then more so like ongoing marketing services like SEO, Google Ads, social media, all that kind of stuff. So I was looking over your LinkedIn before we started and you were an actor before you founded Nautilus. <laughs> Why did you switch from acting to founding a company and then and then what made you start a digital marketing agency? I never intended to start a company ever. Um, so I'm sort of here today and don't really know how I've got here. But I went to drama school. Uh, I was always an actor from a young age. So I had an agent from a young age. I was doing film stuff, TV stuff, theatre stuff, um, promo videos for like the RNLI and the lifeboat service and stuff. So I was pretty happy. I was working and doing loads of cool stuff, doing loads of cool projects. And when I left drama school and sort of went into full-time acting, it was really, really hard, you know, from the outside looks great because you go and play other people all the time but the scarcity of work and especially because it's so competitive you could go like two three months without work and when you go to castings so I used to go to London so I'm originally from Birmingham so I'd have to travel down to London like two three times a week because that's where all the uh, all the castings were and you never used to hear back from castings if you didn't get the job so you'd only hit back if you ever got it. So it really played on like your mental health, I guess. And it's something a lot of actors struggle with. Um, and it just got a bit too much for me. And while I was acting, I was working in a theatre and I had maybe two or three social media clients. So I was on a website called Peep Up or People Per Hour, which is like a freelancing website, a little bit like Upwork. And um, I just started offering social media services. So I was basically creating posts for businesses charging a couple of hundred quid a month. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I told my agent one day, I was like, look, don't really want to do this anymore. I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying it. And yeah, I just got some more social clients. And then from there, I don't really know what happened to be fair. Clients were acting, asking if they could do websites or graphics and stuff. And then I sort of brought together a team of freelancers to begin with. And yeah, just sort of took off from there. And now we've got 12 nerds that are on the team. So we call ourselves nerds, um, which is pretty cool. And yeah, we've got clients in uh, Canada, the US, Europe, Dubai, and the UK. Anything from an erectile dysfunction clinic in Canada 
to an estate agency in North London. So really, really very client. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was speaking to Harry Porcher. I know you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was saying he kind of got like forced into it. Um, he never really expected to start. It was kind of he left his job in recruitment and then he, a company contacted him and it kind of just went from there. So it's yeah. kind of like a similar thing happened to you. Um, what? So I think one of the things that I want to know, I kind of have a bit of an idea. What is What exactly is digital marketing? It's what it says on the tin, really. It's everything to do with marketing online and digital. So it could be social media. It could be website. It could be setting up your Google ads or your SEO, getting rankings on Google. Some people are a bit in the dark age when it comes to, to like digital. And we have a lot of clients that come to us and say, you know, I've been doing telemarketing and flyers and posters for years. And, you know, I'm getting older now and I see the benefits in digital and all my competitors are on the first page, for example, for a uh, chiropractor in Birmingham. Um, can you help? So, we work with clients that have an idea of digital, whether they just need the extra support and hand because they can't do it themselves, or they just want to outsource all their marketing completely, or those people that just have no idea what it is. And it's really strange, like prospect to me that people don't understand what it is because you know I'm 23, I've been brought up with the internet and all that kind of stuff, but I guess some people haven't. So it's a completely different kettle of fish than you know what marketing used to be. But yeah, it's pretty much everything to do with digital. No, so I think my kind of follow-up question from that is why is digital marketing important um, compared to like non-digital marketing? Because everybody uses it. Everybody's, everyone's on social media. Everybody uses Google every day. And if someone doesn't know how to use Google or get their website found on Google, for example, you're missing out on so much business. And I guess you could say the same for like offline marketing. And we do do it like sometimes. We've just done a couple of billboards for an energy company in the US um, and some estate agents. We design their like for sale boards and posters and all that kind of stuff. So it's important, I think, because that's where a lot of people are at the moment. And especially like with COVID and like lockdown, people spending so much time at home, people going on TikTok or social media and just spending more time online. I think it's shifted a lot of businesses and I think a lot of businesses struggled during that period because they'd rely on people coming into their shop to buy products or go into their restaurant. And then when they had to close the doors and couldn't do anything, um, I think we built like 20 websites for restaurants in lockdown at the start for just companies that just didn't have a takeaway system, um, which is pretty cool and a weird concept because they've been able to like double their turnover now because they've got the restaurant in house and they can offer takeaway and not worry too much about how it works really. Totally. I think like so starting social media was like a little lockdown project for a lot of businesses. Um yeah. so a lot of business kind of started it. Um so your company's called Nautilus. I'm pronouncing that right, aren't I? Yeah, Nautilus. <laughs> so why did you what how did you come up with that name? Because it's a very unique name when you look at other digital marketing agencies. Yeah, so I'd love to be able to say there was a lot of thought behind coming up with the name. I mean, my initial name when I was doing all my freelancing was Tom Jauncey Digital Marketing, which is really innovative. Um, and I was, I made the transition of going from sort of self-employed to actually owning a company and a limited company um, after my accountant was like, mm, probably should do something. And um, I couldn't think of a name. I, you know, it's the hardest thing of starting a business is thinking, what the hell am I going to call this? So I was in Marseille in the south of France. I went away for a week on my own, my first holiday on my own, which is a weird experience, but absolutely amazing. And I was walking down to the port or the harbour 
and it's literally on on the coast of France at the at the bottom. And there was this mechanic shop called Nautilus, and then something in French. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a really cool name. So I started to play about with it and look into it, and it turns out that Nautilus is a sea creature, and it's really really rare to find um, at the bottom of the ocean. Basically, it's like a sea urchin, and we're a pretty unique agency. Like we don't do locking contracts. We don't wear suit and ties. We don't work with old men that are bald and wearing a corporate suit and tie. I just wanted to create something really unique because when I used to do freelancing, I freelanced for a couple of bigger agencies and I noticed they just didn't look after their clients. Um, there was hardly any communication. It was all, you know, hello, sir. How are you? I'm going to do a meeting now and I'm going to present something to you. I just find it so bloody boring. I just want to have a rapport with someone. You know, I didn't come into this intentionally to, you know, to sit behind a desk all day and just be bored. So I want to have some fun with our clients. And one of our clients, they own like six bars and restaurants in Chester in the north of the UK. And we go out with them and they literally put us on a bar crawl around all of their restaurants. Absolutely great. And we have an awesome time. We've got so many awesome clients like that. We've got a client in Mallorca, a luxury villa. We do all their socials for them. And it's crazy. I think in the summer, it's €22,000 for a week just to rent it. €22,000. And we get to stay there whenever we want out of season. And it's just nice to have clients that are not friends because there's got to be a professional boundary, but just something, someone that you get on with. We had a client, got in touch with us, wanted some SEO and some Google ads, put together a proposal. I think he was the marketing manager. Put together a proposal, he pretty much wanted to go ahead. And he was like, right, let's jump on a call with our CEO. Now, we, we're a complete remote company. We've got a, a virtual office in London, in central London. It, our post literally just goes there, that's it. Um, we work all over. We've got guys in the UK, guys in Europe. We're completely spread out. So some of our guys work in their bedrooms which i don't think is a problem but anyway so sent off this proposal marketing manager's really interested wanted to set up like a final call with the ceo jumped on this call um, with myself and jake my business partner and in my i've got like a home office and then my bedroom and literally the back of my background normally is like plants and stuff and my like um cabinets and whatever so it looks quite cool but Jake was in his bedroom and he's got a massive desk in the corner of his room. It looks really nice. You know, his bed wasn't a mess or anything like that. Nice, tidy room. And this CEO guy joins the call. Uh, Scottish guy, bald, fat, and wearing a suit and tie. And I, I, I felt something wasn't right when we joined the call. I just got like a gut feeling. So he joined the call and he said, oh, you know, who are you both? I said, oh, we're Tom and Jake. We own Nautilus. Oh, right. Okay. Well, uh, that's not a very good impression, is it, to, to see a bedroom uh, of, of someone that we're going to be working with? <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, right. Okay. Well, you know, fair enough. We're a multi-award winning agency. Got clients all over. You know, we're a completely virtual company. And he just took it a step further. He was like, oh, that doesn't entrust a, a good start to a working relationship. And I just said, look, to, to put you right, we're probably not a good fit. You know, we don't tend to work with old, bald corporate people in boring jobs. You know, we have great clients. We have very good clients and good reviews. We've won a lot of awards and uh, yeah, good luck. And I just ended the call. And it really got to me because I thought 
what the environment that somebody works in i'm in a bedroom now you're in a bedroom it like had literally nothing to do with how you work our case studies speak for themselves our reviews our testimonials our everything speaks for ourselves if you don't want to work with us great but don't judge someone on on where they're working and we were both wearing hoodies or something and he made a comment about that and yeah those aren't the people that you want to work for or work with so yeah that's that story <laughs> fair enough i mean that's ridiculous that's crazy. Harry again was talking about um, like he's got uh, a client which is a festival company and they take him out for beers and stuff like that. Yep. I was speaking. I was get. I was interviewed by a company called Three Hundred and Sixty Workplace, and they were. Uh, they asked me about what I think the future of the workplace is, and that's a really difficult question. But then I was. I one of my one of my answers or part of my answer was like decorporatization. Yep. So like no suits. You can go in jeans and hoodie or like a tracksuit because I think actually what you wear does not impact how well you work. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think we'll see like kind of that old hat approach of suit, tie, waistcoat, da da da. Um, we'll, I think we'll see that leave um, the workplace. Um, so on my website, I spoke to you about this off air. Um, I wrote an article uh, called "Why I Think Facebook Is a Dying Platform." Um, so my website's egzpod.com. So I'll just plug that really quickly. Um, but I kind of spoke about why I think, I think Facebook's dying and it's kind of because it's becoming too bloated. Like they're bolting on all sorts of other, um, successful, like social media models onto their platform. They're not really innovating and like the scandal, the scandals that they had. Um, I sent you the article. I was just interested what you thought and if there was anything you'd add really. Facebook is a very interesting platform. And I explain this to every single client that comes to us with social media marketing, in the good old days, it used to be a fantastic platform. You could put a post out and get huge reach uh, from people, and it was great for organic reach. And what I've noticed is all these new platforms that come out, like Facebook or TikTok or LinkedIn, when they're in their early stages, if you get in there at a good spot, the organic reach that you get is absolutely fantastic, um, and you don't need to pay any money for marketing, a little bit like how TikTok is now. And then over years, as the platforms develop, you know, it's great from a business perspective because they've seen a, a good way that they can make money because it's their platform at the end of the day. But for businesses, it's super, super hard. Um, and especially with the whole iOS, I think it was iOS 13 update that came over just a year ago. It screwed so many digital marketing agencies over because all of the ads that they were running for their clients with the iOS 13 update, anybody can go on their iPhone now and turn off ads for Facebook or Instagram or any other platforms. So it was such a, a strange time for agency owners, especially if their bread and butter is Facebook ads. Um, and, you know, a lot of my good friends own Facebook ad agencies and that's all they do. Um, and they nearly went bust because they weren't getting good enough results for their clients because of Facebook. And, you know, it's it's an interesting platform. I mainly use it to have all of my friends on um, and I can share stuff from the Nautilus page and all that kind of stuff. But I don't use it as much as probably my dad would use it, who's on there like 24-7. Uh, it's great for Messenger. But then again, you can message on any platform. And I think it's just how how people have evolved. I mean, TikTok is the place to be at the minute. I'm absolutely obsessed. I spend far too much of my time on it. Yeah, um, so do I. <laughs> as well as like LinkedIn as well. I think before it used to be such a corporate platform, but over time people have made it less of that corporate suit and tie. You know, 
I put really cool posts on there and they do quite well. And it's all the posts that aren't corporate related or aren't business related. And I think platforms evolve over time. And I think I think it will still always be there because it works for companies um, that are running ads. But even if you are running Facebook ads, the amount of penalties and stuff that you can get and they can just close down your ad account for no reason. Um, and they're super, super strict on things like that. And they're more tailored now, I'd say especially like the buying end of the platform like Facebook ads towards the bigger co- corporations like Microsoft, um, you know, big companies that are spending millions and millions in Facebook ads and all the small companies that are only spending maybe like five, six hundred pound a month. They're just penalizing them, which, yeah, it's it's one of them things. But I think it is dying, but I don't think it will ever die because people are using it. Yeah, I think I think we'll see. Um, I, I spoke about this, I think, because it's uh, I think it's called the BCG matrix. Um, so it's like it's a cash cow at the moment with like a slow growth rate. Almost it's got no growth rate. Um, it's losing users, but it's got a lot of it's got a lot of market share. So yeah. I think it's Zuckerberg is going to try and like milk it for as much as it's worth, get all the money he can out of it. But then again, with all businesses, it's fine if something dies as long as something replaces it. And I'm just I'm interested to know what you think is going to replace Facebook. I think that's going to be something that's going to be really important to like digital marketing in the, in the coming decades. I don't think it will ever be replaced. Um, I think it would just be outranked in terms of what people go for. I think for the older generation, like my parents, for example, when Facebook first came out, it was all about the kids. And now it's sort of grown to the main target demographic as an old generation. Um, but I don't think it would ever. I don't think it would ever go completely because there's a lot of value in what people are using it for. Um, all of our clients that come on board that we build a website for or anything, I always say, I don't care if you're not going to use it. Set up a Facebook account, set up an Instagram account, set up a Twitter account, and put the links in your footer of your website. Because if someone comes onto your website and they're an active Facebook user, they can go onto your website, follow your page, and they can keep up to date with what's going on, and they could be a customer in the future. Um, I think TikTok is going to be, well, I think it is at the moment, one of the best platforms out there. Um, from a content creation point of view, you can do so much. Your organic reach is, you know, absolutely fantastic. Good friend of mine started up a business on TikTok. She's now got over half a million followers. She employs 10 people of staff and that's all she gets her business from. That's all she markets on. Her website is absolutely god awful, but she's got literally half a million screaming girls that love eyelashes. And she's making a good amount of money from it. And it's been a a fantastic platform for her. So, yeah, I don't think anything would replace it. I think platforms like TikTok and stuff would just overtake it. I mean, TikTok's an amazing platform, as you said earlier. I'm I'm completely addicted to it. Um, My partner's addicted to it. All my team's addicted to it. It's just uh, the stuff that you find there as well. It's super interesting. Yeah, I like TikTok. Actually, during the first lockdown, I I set myself a project. I was like, right, I'm going to start a TikTok account. Um, and I posted like rugby clips and rugby edits. And in two months I had 18,000 followers. Yeah. Like, it's the, the growth potential and it's so big because the, the way the algorithm works. So for example, Instagram, you could start an account and you could get no followers because um, the algorithm doesn't kind of set you recommend a post unless you're on the explore page, which yeah. not people don't really stay on. So I think that's why it's got such huge potential. And like, um, I'm, I'm going to be speaking to a couple of people who will be coming on the podcast in the future and they've done really well on TikTok, like 193,000. Yeah. Um, and it's such a good avenue for marketing. I think it's brilliant. 
Once again, this episode is kindly sponsored by Gen Z Talks. Gen Z Talks is a company which brings together talented young people and experienced professionals to bring innovation to the world of work. I featured on one of their panels recently in Hyde Park, which was great fun, and I love what they're doing. They also host events like talks and networking events where young people can make meaningful connections to help them in their career and also get advice and information on employment and the workplace. Gen Z Talks have had 50 speakers in 25 countries and are putting on events this year in central London to help young people with regards to their careers, which I'm going to be involved with and I'm super excited for. I'll be talking more about this soon, so stay tuned for more information. You can also find out more on their website, which is www.genztalks.co or check out the link in the description. Let's get back to the show. So as like a digital marketing agency, you probably have quite a good opinion on this um and it's your advice for small businesses on social media if you could kind of give a bite-sized bit of advice on how to kind of manage your social medias and attract a bit of a, a, a better following a lot of people have the conception of you know as soon as you start posting on social media you're going to get like sales and leads and I'd love for that to be the case and it's what it used to be it you know Facebook and Instagram used to be what TikTok is now, you know, the amount of growth rate that you'd get and the reach used to be great. Um, I think the most important thing I would say to anybody is get on all the platforms that you can and create a content calendar. And I recorded a podcast episode um, about this the other week, actually. You know, you can set up a, a scheduling software or pay an agency like us to do it, and your content will be created for the month, the year ahead if you really want. And just having that plan there, because I think some people, Think, oh what's the point of so posting on social media it's something that doesn't take a lot of your time but in the future especially as your brand grows and the brand awareness people will be using it for other avenues rather than just putting a post out um key example of this like i said earlier is if you have a website and someone is uh, an instagram lover and they love instagram they come across your website on google or whatever or they've been recommended to it and let's say it's a vaping company and they'll go on their website and say, oh, yeah, these, these look really, really cool. I really like these guys' stuff. I like what they're doing. I'm going to follow them on Instagram so I can see when they're updated or if they do a sale or if they do vape tricks or whatever. And it just gives a business so many avenues for people to find them. So I think the most important thing is posting, but not only posting, actually using it. So some businesses literally just post to their socials and that's it, whereas you need to go on and interact with your potential uh, customers and your potential target audience and start building that traction. Because if you don't, it's not going to do anything. So I think that's the, the biggest advice I could give. Yeah, I completely agree. Whenever I get an organic follower who I don't know, and I've got, don't really know how they've followed me. I always send them a message saying, hey, how did you find us? And actually often it's really good because they say, oh, you came up on my explore page. I saw your podcast and then one of them was a business owner and I was like tell me more about your business and she's coming on the podcast now which is awesome I think you can get good leaders obviously I'm not a business I'm more of like a, a media platform um but I'll be I'm, I've got a, a startup which I'm planning on launching in the next few months um after I finish my A-levels um so yeah I think that's I think that's really good advice um so there's lots of digital marketing agencies out there um yeah. it's quite saturated um, and I think differentiating yourself is really important as a business. How have you managed to differentiate yourself from other digital marketing agencies in this very saturated space? I think the biggest thing is having a personality, which sounds like the most weirdest thing you could ever say. But, you know, 
we have people come to us and say, I've called 10 digital marketing agencies today and I can't get through. It's like, what? They've gone to Google and they've looked for London Digital Marketing Agency and we're quite high up on the top and they've called all the others and nobody's bloody picked up the phone. Um, and over time, you know, I'm not going to, I made so many mistakes, whether it be with clients, projects, the business in general or whatever. But when you get things right, and as a good example of this, myself and my partner, Jake, we are the only ones that have access to the main phone number for the office. So if anybody calls, it bounces between us. Now, over the last year and a half, two years, as the business has got really, really busy, my phone can be ringing all the time, whether it be current clients or people wanting to get in touch about a service. So the easiest thing that I did is one of our clients we just built a website for is a call handling service company. So now it's all outsourced to them. They act as our receptionist and it means we never miss a phone call. So if somebody does go to Google type in London Digital Marketing Agency, within three rings, they're going to be connected to someone that's going to put them through a process. So I think having that personality, but also having a good team environment where everyone's on the same page. Um, we work with Harry all the time on our recruitment. By having a good team culture and by having great people that you know are more experienced than me and know more about websites and marketing than me, I think it puts in a good in us in a good position because we offer a great service. You know, we've nearly got like a hundred five star reviews in Google, and we offer a great communication. Um, especially like with SEO, some people just take clients for a ride uh, and they don't do things correctly, whereas we do everything correctly. And I have no problems in telling clients, you know, how we do their SEO and not educating them because then why pay me for a service? But, you know, giving a clear indication of sort of we're doing this because this or this is why it's not good because of this. I'm just a really open person. If I'm on a call with someone and their website's got awful, I'll be like, look, Bob, I hate your website. You're never going to rank for Google on it. You know, I don't say it in a horrible way, but I'd rather not beat around the bush and just say, okay, this is what we need to do. You know, you're not getting any leads at the moment because of this, this, this. Let's change it. Let's do this. So I think just having a personality and just offering a great service and just not doing that typical corporate stuff, it makes you stand out a mile. And I think that's why clients like us and have been with us for like two, three years. It's because they see the value in working with us. Some clients are very hands-on. Some clients are hands-off. And I think that's a nice testament that we've got clients that come to us and we do everything for them and they trust us to do everything. And we, I talk to some clients like three times a year and we just crack on and do their socials and do all the other bits and they just keep ha they're just happy. So, yeah, I hope that answers the question. But I think no, it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I think personal branding is really important because I was speaking to somebody else and they, they were saying that on their like company Instagram and stuff, it's just them. Um, yep. And I think when you look at companies, sometimes, again, like the more boring ones don't have a personality. And I think that goes back to like brand voice, which is something I try quite hard with, with like the podcast. I try and be like fun, bubbly, um, a bit out there on my on socials and stuff like that, because, again, I think it attracts attention. Um so one, my second to last question is the best bits about being a young entrepreneur. Um, and that's, that might, that can be quite a hard question, but I'm interested to know what your opinion is. I rolled my eyes there. Um, <laughs> I think there are so many good bits about owning a business, um, at a young age. I didn't plan to do this, um, at all, but now you know, I enjoy it. Some days are like really, really bad and some days are amazing. 
And I think one of the, the best things is to work with people that are older than me. They know more about a subject than me. Uh, I can put a lot of trust in them. And I have fun. I don't get to sit behind, well, I do sit behind a desk all day, but a desk that is mine, I can work wherever I want. I can, I would say I can work whenever I want, but that doesn't really tend to happen. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just having the the comfort that what you're doing is yours. So if I want to do something within the company, I don't have to go and ask my boss. I can just be like, I don't like that. We're going to do this. Or, okay, now this client, we're going to do this strategy because this didn't work. So I think having the freedom with your clients and what you want to do, but also having freedom in a sense of this is my company and I can do what I want. Obviously, you've got the financial perspective and what we're doing as a company and you know what I look back on of what I've built up at like a 23-year-old, I think it's bloody amazing. So I think, you know, money's great when it comes to it, but I think just having fun and not just be bored and be able to do something that I really like to do. And, you know, I get stressed sometimes, I burn out sometimes, but I'd rather be doing this than working for someone else and building up a good company and a good client base. Definitely. I think that's amazing. I think I completely agree with you. I think it's really difficult sometimes to be working for somebody else when you've kind of got an idea. I think when I'm older, I see myself working for somebody part-time and then running my own startup on the side until I've kind of built it to the size where I can take it as my full-time job. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be working on that my first year of uni and fingers crossed it kind of never have to work with somebody in my life really. I think that's kind of, <laughs> like, that's kind of my goal really. Um, if you had one bit of advice for a young entrepreneur um, who's just kind of getting started from your experience, what would that one bit of advice be? Go out and get as much experience as you can. Um, and I know I said about not working for someone else, but when I was freelancing, especially for the bigger agencies and stuff, I learned little tricks or things that we implement with our clients now. And I think just educating yourself, and I don't mean going to university or going to an apprenticeship or whatever. And, you know, those things are really, really good. But I think just using your own initiative to learn new things and, you know, learn it on the job. I mean, when I first started Nautilus, I had no idea about socials. I was literally blagging my whole way through it, um, <laughs> which was an interesting experience because I learned so much. And just like the same with websites, we have two developers that work on all of our websites, but sometimes if things need doing, I'll go on and see if I can do it myself. Five times out of 10, probably can't do it, but you know, it's worth a shot. But I just love learning. Um, and I think if you can have that passion to learn and improve on the different things that you're doing, you're onto a winner. So just keep proactive. And we get so many calls of people calling up saying, can I do internships? Can I do work placements? Doing things like that helps so much because you get to experience what it is like working in that environment. So I think it's important to go and do that so you get an appreciation of what it is. But yeah, just be proactive in your learning, I guess. So lastly, um, if anybody wants to stay in contact with you or um, wants to see what Nautilus Marketing has to offer, what's the best place for them to do that? Hello to our website, nautilusmarketing.co.uk. Everything's on there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people actually get get me confused because there's another guy called Tom Jauncey who's like this really rich guy. He's like a travel photographer. So if you go to Instagram and type in Tom Jauncey, you'll probably find him first. 
and I'm the one that doesn't look as good as him and not as many followers. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tom, for coming on. I think I'm going to just wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody else who's listening from home. Um, it means so much. If you could leave a five-star review wherever you're listening from, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, also, check out our socials. We're at Enterprising Gen Z Pod on Instagram and at EGZ Pod on Twitter. Um, we've also got a website now, as I was speaking about earlier, uh, which is www.egzpod.com, um, where I post articles, extra clips. So the article I wrote recently was about um, why Facebook is a dying platform, um, which you may find interesting. Uh, kind of go into depth about why why I think he's not doing so successfully, what Zuckerberg's going to do next, um, the future of Facebook and a bit about the future of socials. Um, so you may find that interesting. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. Tune in next week for another great episode that I've got lined up. Um, genuinely an awesome episode with Josh Clifford from Freewater, um, which you may have seen on TikTok. They've got about 210,000 followers at the moment, which is insane. Um, but yeah, thank you so much and I'll see you next week. Thank you.